0: Welcome to the Living Word Assemblies of God Toronto Podcast. As the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Yes, it is the complete human experience. So relax and re-energize yourself with this powerful word.
1: For the next seven weeks, six to seven weeks, we are asking all of you to make a commitment. For the next six weeks, the seventh week, will be a week of celebration, okay? And on that day of celebration, we will take that Sunday and celebrate all our volunteers, all our deacons, all our workers. We'll we'll let them feel that we are very glad they are here. Now, I'm launching and I'm beginning a series this Sunday that we've called Better Together. 40 days of community. Church, I want you to understand that I cannot do the work alone. In fact, God did not make it that way. Okay, let me just take myself off, but let me draw your attention to the fact that as a human being, you were not created to be alone. You know, God did not create us as people to be alone. So in the kingdom of God, There is no such a thing as aloneness. So if I take you right into into Genesis, the Bible says God created the heavens and the earth. He created everything, created a garden. It was so beautiful. Created all the animals, created man. And the reason why God created man was because God himself comes down to fellowship with man. But the Bible says God gave man an assignment. And while man was very busy fulfilling the assignment that God has given to him, the Bible says, God saw that it was not good for man to be alone. Now listen to me very carefully. We'll come to that scripture one more time. Now, for you, for you to not be alone, even in the context of a marriage, you cannot just assume it. Because there are so many people who are married. But friends, if you marry because you think marriage is going to make you belong automatically, you are wrong. Because there are people who are who are married, but they are alone. So there are, so God, in His wisdom, created us as a social as social beings, and as social beings, He gave us. Two different kinds of families. The physical family, which is you, your parents, your husband, your wife. And then God, in his wisdom, gave us the spiritual family, which is the church. So the church is supposed to fulfill the purpose that transcends the physical. So somebody can be in a physical relationship and not be happy. But when that person comes to the church, that person should not feel lonely. That person should feel that I belong. Look at your neighbor's face and tell me you belong here. This is living where. This is where God lives. Amen. So you can come here. You can come to Christ just as you are. You can come to him as a divorcee, as a widow, as somebody who's separated, as a, a single parent, you can, come, you can come to him the way you are. He will love you and his body will love you. Because he said, you belong to the body of Christ. You know, the best, the, the, the ideal thing is that for every marriage home, God's expectation is that nobody should be within the context of marriage and be alone. I pray that this as we engage on this journey, your marriage will be healed. God will heal a lot of aloneness and create togetherness. May that be your portion. 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 So we want you to commit for these 40 days. Commit to attend a small group which we call living cell. Be part of a living cell where you will meet once a week at a time that is convenient, a time that all of you agree on. This DVD, you will put it in your, in your laptop or whatever and watch it and discuss it. I pray you all of us will have copies of this. Get, get them from your, your, your leaders, your cell group, living cell group leaders. It's $14. The only cost to this for the next, for, uh, for the next 40 days is just this one. Now, so commit to, to buy a copy of this, For each. It's not one for a family. It's one for a person. Okay, so you can engage in it. Because we want you to grow. Remember, living word. What do we stand for? Living word, love, live, and reach. So, living word, love, live, and reach. What we are doing is part of us. Living. Showing our love to God by living the word of God. So, we trust that all of us will commit. Commit to get this. Commit to belong to a small group. Commit to memorize one verse of scripture every week. Commit to do it. Commit also to do one thing for us. Commit to make sure that in your small group, you will do something that will affect and impact your community. There are a lot of activities that we're going to allow you to think through. The missions director will help us. Our leaders will help us. Think through and do something. Whatever you come up with, your group can decide that you want to visit a senior's home. Your group can decide to say we're going to help a widow in the community. Whatever it is, commit to do something. By all means, do something. Finally. I want you to commit, commit to pray, commit to pray for pastor, commit to pray for the campaign director, they can praise. commit to pray for the team, commit also that during these 40 days, you will pray for your community, you will pray for your, 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 your city, you will pray that God's glory will be revealed. Can I hear amen? amen. Do I have members here who will say, pastor, I want to commit, I want to give my life, I want to give myself, I want to, I want to assure you that I will be there. Can I hear Amen. So please make sure you do it. Look at it. Take your bulletin. Now, we began this. We've done 40 days of transformation, I think, two years ago. Yeah, about a year ago, we did 40 days of transformation. We looked at seven different areas of our lives. Now, this, what we are doing today, is a foundation on the 40 days of purpose. What on earth are we here for? We realize that God has five main purposes for the existence of the church. Now, we are not saying that when you die, we won't bury you. Or when you give birth, we won't dedicate your children. But that is not the primary purpose for the existence of the church. The reason God has brought us together is for five main reasons revealed in Scripture. God has brought us together, number one, to fellowship with him. It's not just high five. Fellowship is not high five. Okay, to be intimate with one another, to know one another. God has brought us together to grow, to to grow in him, to grow to be like Christ. God has brought us together so we can use our gift to serve him and serve one another. God has brought us together so that we can worship him. Now this is it. Worship is not just songs. Worship is you walking in absolute obedience to God daily, on daily basis. God has brought us together for us to reach out. In other words, for us to share the gospel. So for these 40 days, what we are going to do is that we are going to encourage ourselves to know that we are far, far better together. So we can all fellowship better together. We can grow better together. We can serve better together. We can worship better together. We can also reach out better together because together we stand, together we triumph, together we overcome but when we stand alone the devil can destroy us we have to make an intentional effort at the declarations that we've been declaring god has brought us here together so in unity we will advance the course of the kingdom look at your neighbor's face and tell him I need, I need you the other person turned to him and say you need me need you. and then let's all sing it together i need you too Good. Amen. Now, some of you are not getting it. But look at your neighbor's face and say it like you mean it. I need you. I need you. you need me. You need me. I, need you to survive. I need you to survive. Good. Now, why do we need each other? Why do we need each other? There are so many reasons in the Bible. But let's look at five. Let's look at five of them. The first thing is that we need, we, I need you to walk with me. Now, why do we need each other? I need, you know, I need others to walk with me. Look at the scripture. The Bible says in Romans twelve five. it says, since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other and each of us needs all the others. The Bible says we need all the others. Now, look at it. I need others to walk with me. Now, when you read through the scriptures, the Bible reveals to us, using the word walk to describe the spiritual and the believer's lifestyle. So, sometimes you come into the Bible and the Bible says walk. And when you saying walk, it, it reminds you walk in wisdom, which means let wisdom be your lifestyle. The Bible says, walk in the spirit. So you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So it's not saying just physically walking, but walking in the spirit. is something like, no, walk in the spirit. It means live your life under the dictate, the direction, the influence of God, the Holy Spirit. So walk is not just a physical term. So the Bible can talk to us and say, okay, walk in obedience. You see, so Bible ascribes us to walk in all these areas. And one of the things that the Bible admonishes us to do is to be intentional in walking with one another. Because we need one another. Look, we need each other. Some of us, our blessings are in our brother's pockets. No, true. No, so that, no, look, that's why you have to be very sensitive. Somebody's dinner tonight is in your wallet. Yeah. But you have to be very sensitive because the person is praying, like somebody has come to church today and the person is praying, oh God, what will I eat tonight with my family? And somebody will have to come be sensitive and knowing and just walk across without even the person telling you, walk across, shake the person's hand and make it a Pentecostal seat, and the person will open his mouth and say, oh, I don't, what TVV? Why, have you heard something? I No, I haven't, but this is the body of Christ. I have sensed it because the Spirit of God has told me. No, are, are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Now, this is what the church is meant to be. Right. But you know, how many of you know that some of these things that we are talking about can never happen. It can happen in the congregation like this, in the big setting. But most of the time, where the needs of members and the congregation are met is in the living self. It's in a small group, because in a small group, you, there's openness, there's transparency. You can share your heart and your problem without any, without any fear. But in a church setting like this, it's very difficult for somebody to raise their hands and say, Oh, pastor, I am in need. You know, when I came to the church initially, the Lord led me and said, Look, this morning service, just give us some, give us the offering. And then I asked people, who, who are you in need? Who need a bus money to go? There are a lot of people who need that bus money. They didn't raise their hands. Some of them, later on, they came to the I said, the spirit has departed. <laughs> but why was it so? It's so because in a bigger setting, people are ashamed, people are afraid. people what they are in need. You know, sometimes you can see people are in need who are also ashamed or afraid. But in a small group, that's why I'm encouraging you. Commit yourself to be belong to a small group. Be part of a living self. If in your area there's nobody, you and your you and your children, and you and your husband, you are also a small group. Start something. Amen. All you need is a DVD player, and what you need is your home. Somebody will say, Oh, my home is dirty. Then clean it. Yeah. Somebody too will say, oh, my home is too small. So is it too small that you cannot feed two or three people? Because the Bible says, where two, two or three have gathered? I am there in their midst. I'm not saying bring everybody in the church to your house. What I'm saying is that can you get one friend or another person so you can meet and encourage one another? It's hand Because you need each other. You need people to work with you. I need somebody to work with me. You need somebody to work with you. And, and it's because that is the way we have been created. That's the way we've been wired. That's the way God is made it. You cannot do, you cannot make it. You cannot do it alone. So stop being a lone ranger like I, me, and myself. Now, that's why sometimes in our community, we struggle and we suffer. Because three, four people, families here can come together and buy three, four, five houses and rent them. With ease. But one family alone, you will struggle and struggle, you are not careful. Pressure on you will be doing triple, quadruple. I need others to work with me. Now, you have to really recognize it and then know it. The Bible says, it is not good for man to be alone. This is not only marriage. It's not good for you to be alone. In life, it is not good. You have to get a friend. Get somebody who can talk to you. Get somebody who can, who can walk with you. Now, let us not give up the habit of meeting together. Instead, let us encourage one another according to Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. Now, what is it? What is it? Community is essential. So, write it down. Community is God's answer to loneliness. God has an answer to the loneliness. It is community. Get some people around you. But some of you know, I mean, living word, we are we are community people. I mean, sometimes people say, Oh, I'm for the church and there is no love. No, no. You haven't seen it. Love is not just something you see. When you go through something, that's where you realize that living word. We don't have love. We are love. Can I are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes sometimes they can visit you, they can overwhelm you, and you sit down and say, Oh, eh." you will come here and you'll be testifying. People come here and they are testifying, and their testimony turns into tears because of the way you people show love. Are you getting my point? Because the point is that we need others to work with us. Are you following? Are you following? So, community is God's answer to loneliness. And the Bible says, When you gather, now look at what we do. When you gather, each one of you be prepared with something useful for all. So, anytime we gather in our small groups, you know that this will never happen in a big group. Because in a big group like this, we, this morning, the presence of God was so powerful. Somebody raised a song. We were all singing. But because we are limited to time, we have to stop it. So, even when the Spirit is moving, all oh, time. Because in a, in a big group, we, we can't. Even though we will close at six and people will say, oh, Pastor, no, people wouldn't forget everything. People will, they won't see why we, we kept long in church. The only reason they will see is that, oh, the pastor preached for a long time. Meanwhile, when you sit down, look at the video, I preached for only maximum 45 minutes. Yeah. But you yourself, we need each other, but you come to church late. Look at your neighbor and say, pastor is not talking about you at all this morning. <laughs> Can I hear Amen. Are you happy you are in the house? Look at the scripture. Look at it in your bulletin, uh, in your your handbook. It says, sing a hymn when you come together. Teach a lesson. Tell a story. Lead a prayer. Provide an insight. Take your turn with no person taking over. The Bible says that way you all learn from each other. So we gather together to learn from each other. Now look at what it says. 1 Peter 4:9. If some of you are wondering, should I open my house? When they come in, they will make my chair dirty. They will do it no nobody. Even the children, receive them. Look at it. The Bible says, open your homes to each other. Without what? Without what? Without what? Without what? Without what? Look at your neighbor and say, open your, open your house. But don't complain. When the children come. And they break the chair. Be happy and smile. Okay, look at my face. If you don't want the children to come and break the chair, position it well. That's what I'm saying. If your house is dirty, it is your responsibility to clean the house. God told God told Adam. He said, "Cultivate. This is the garden. Cultivate it and keep it." So you, your garden is your house. Cultivate your house and keep it. Look at somebody's face and say, "God is good." So, I need others to work with me. That's not the only one. Look at the second one. I need others to work with me. Now, you need others to work with you. You know, their work cannot be done by you alone. And so, this morning, as we try to celebrate, see this morning, people came in, uh, A possibility, the instrumentalists. Look, at, how about the instrumentalists? What do we tell the instrumentalists? Amazing. You know, God, put your hands together, celebrate them for me. Celebrate them. You know. Yeah, celebrate them. You no, somebody is also, the sound guys are there, the media guys are there, the interpreter is there, you know, the uh, Gabriel is there, taking the video. No, can I preach and at the same time go there and take video? No, the protocol guys are there. The choristers, they are so amazing and wonderful. I was sitting there, they gave me a sign. They said, Pastor, you can preach. You can, you can go on. I said, Thank you very much. So they are not choristers that when you take their time of singing to come and preach, they will complain, hmm, Why didn't you need to let us sing? You don't like us. You are too much. You are something. No, the choristers, please put your hands together for the choristers. <laughs> look i love you guys though. i love you guys like because you are understanding yeah i can no i can feel it you know, you know, when somebody loves you you can feel it but there are some people they don't love you when you walk around you can sense it <laughs> well look we need each other Look, no, i need others to work with me look at the scripture it says god made us to do good works Which he planned in advance for us to live our lives doing. Very significant. Look at what he says in Ecclesiastes 4.9. He says, two people are better than one. Because they get more done by working together. By working what? Together. So this morning, let me just work. I don't do that work alone. Sometimes people can say, hey, this pastor is nice. He's good. He's, eh, eh. And when you come, you will like him. The reason you will like me. It's because there are people who I'm working with. Okay, so let me get Pastor Cheryl. Let me get Pastor Cyril. Let me get Auntie Vic. Can you come? Please come. You know, you need people to work with. Please come. Okay. So that's our children's pastor. Give me a microphone. Okay, this is our children's pastor. Those of you don't know, you know, our children's pastor. Uh, youth pastor. Administrator. The we- sometimes. You know, at the end of the year, when I'm doing, when I'm doing sort of evaluation and looking at, now I realize that the work she does is too, is three much. No, no, sometimes, you no know, true. True much. So I'm thinking, right now, I'm thinking, we need, like we need a reception. We need to hire somebody or get people to volunteer as receptionist. So I think that work can get off her. But don't worry, don't let me talk. You say, oh, pastor is talking for them. Okay. So pastor, I said, you know, we need, the scripture says we need, you know, others. What, what, what do you do to help us, you know, move? What do you, because sometimes people think, oh, the work is light. It's something small. Okay. So, Pastor Asero will go. Pastor Cheryl will come. Andy Bick will come. Thank you, Pastor.
2: Um, I, I help with the youth uh, here. So, that uh, involves weekly organizing the service for the youth, uh, preparing to share the message with them, uh, preparing to uh, that the uh, youth themselves to teach the Sunday school class uh, because I'm trying to raise them up also to be able to handle their service when I'm not there. So it's, it's on.
1: Hello. If it were to be Zimbabwe. Is it okay?
2: Okay, good. So I I help um, with a weekly service uh, for the youth, part of. Um, the thing that we're also trying to do is to be able to have a service that is able to start from scratch by itself. So we're trying to raise up a, a choir. So I'm also sort of the choir master in helping to um, train them to sing. Um, besides that, um, we also organize social events. So we go out for games. Um, we try to have movie nights. And so all those other social programs uh, we do with them. And besides that, I also help in various other areas in the church, um, assisting um, other committees. I'm on the missions committee. I'm also on the research um, committee. I also serve on the scholarship um, board. We also help um, with the bulletin um, every week. We're trying to also raise some of the young ones to do some of the things that we are doing. Um, the monthly programs that we see together with Pastor, we put it together so that we are all aware what is happening every month. Um, there,
1: I think, mm. in a nutshell. Mm. And 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 he works and he does 20. This is 20 hours just here for the church. it works full time. You see, so you can imagine the kind of pressure that's on them. Are you getting the point? Okay, and how many youth do we have now currently? You know, because I want the parents to know, because they, some of them have two, three, five, and they think it's... Yeah.
2: Right now, the, the number, the full number list that we have is 65.
1: Mm. For youth. No, put your hands together and I appreciate because you have one. The one, you are trying to give up. Some of you have five, five and they are all boys, and so you are like, what, God, how do I do it? Okay. How many children do we have now currently, Pastor Sher? approximately 120
3: Approximately 120 from what
1: i know <laughs> i see when i pass by the way they jump around and they move around i'm like oh god please give me grace but I empower the pastor to do it <laughs> okay pastor just tell us a little bit about it. nobody do because some people don't really know
3: manage chaos that's what i do <laughs> um, it's it's an incredible opportunity to be able to organize um, the Sunday school lesson every week, prepare the teachers, um, give them the materials that they need, be able to work with them and fill in for them when they're not able to be there. Um, running around in the background then, making sure everything's uh, working together for this service, making sure I have the kids who help with what I call the tech team, leading the computer and microphones and all that kind of stuff. And so organizing that every month, making sure that Whenever there's always going to be three of them coming up and say, am I on this week? And I said, check the schedule because it's back there. And yeah, but so-and-so is not here. So can I do it? You can do it until they show up. But of course, but I wanted to do it. So I'm managing all of that and saying, God help. <laughs> um, it's an amazing thing, though, being able to then lead the children's services, um, send them off to their classes, make sure that... Um, Yeah, all the teachers have everything that they need, make sure that they're supported, encouraging them, uh, meeting with them every quarter to make sure that we're all on the same page, that we know what's happening, where God's going, um, and trying to support them and and train them up um, to be able to do things, because it's an incredible group of people that I work with, couldn't do it without them. So, yeah, Everything Children is uh, incredible, and yet crazy, and uh, definitely need God. (laughs) Wow.
1: That's awesome. And Pastor Sherry is also. Now, put your hands together. I appreciate her for me. And in addition to all that, she's learning how to eat the Ghanaian food, learning how to speak the Ghanaian language. And you can imagine, you know, the, the, the children are speaking some Chi Canadian, you know. So she's trying. And the best food is Jollof. So when you invite her to your house, please make sure you give her Jollof. Okay. Is that okay? And she's also doing her master's at Tindall right now. So, you see, combining all these things, studying together, it's, it's amazing. But we want to make sure we get you the best of the best. Look like, you know, Pastor Cyril, amazing, amazing, amazing. Are you getting my point? Yeah. All right. So, let's go to the office because sometimes I wonder what Vic does. <laughs>
4: Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate Pastor Shaw and Pastor Cyril for your good work. I work in the office with my boss, Oh,
1: mine. am I your boss? Am I your servant? <laughs> today was free. How many of you heard me on the uh, on the on the radio today this morning? Okay, yeah. So I was talking about you know being a servant, so I'm here to serve them. Yes, okay, so, I'm, yes, I'm, so you are yeah. So thank together. you, thank you. I'm serving you.
4: So I work with all of them. We are working together as pastor, you saying. And my work, I do <laughs> I don't know what to start. But I know whatever I do, I'm doing it for the Lord. I serve. So it doesn't bother me. But what this morning, I just want you to know that it's better we work together. So my work is going to bank, doing some, uh, helping the members, office, emails, answer your questions. Uh, your letters that you need, all office work that you need. We work together and then help you. Sometimes you need assistant and I help. And also I work in the community because as a church, we are here for the community. So sometimes the calls are coming, the community need help, and then I'm able to direct them what they need to do. So the work across, I work with the children, and also the department, all departments, men. I work with the men, don't know the women. Department. men when you are going women. to retreat going to... and then bookings yeah. and all those things I do. And I work with pastor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and then yeah. start. Yeah. You know, it's very, it's very difficult to work with pastor. No, seriously, ask pastor, Sher, ask pastor, Sher, ask because, you know, I dream, because me, I'm a pastor, but I'm not a pastor. You get the point? You get the point? I'm your pastor, but I'm, I'm, I'm vision. I'm always dreaming. I'm always seeing. And when I see, I come to the office and I say, I have to make this what I'm seeing. Okay. So we have to reorganize, rechange the thing. But, you know, she's very flexible. And she manages my life. My wife knows me very well. You know, I'm not, some of you know already, you know, you know where I grew up. You know, where I grew up in Mamoubi Nima, you know, we don't do things straight. You know, so we, so you, just, you need people who will help organize you. Okay, so if you, call, if you want to have baby dedication, please don't call pastor. Call Auntie Vic. Because sometimes some people talk to me when we close church and say, oh, pastor, you want to do this. Or, I want to come and see you. And then I will say yes. And then I will forget. And then the people will get annoyed. the pastor, when you tell him you will come, he forgets. Please, that's why Auntie Vic is there. <laughs> call the office. She will note it down. She will remind me. She will send me a text. Pastor, today you have an appointment at such a time. And then I will be there. Are you getting the point? Because I can't do it alone. There's so much so many things on my mind. I'm not thinking about, you know, like Paul would say carnal kind of things. I'm thinking about spiritual things. Need to do the carnal kind of things as well. And Vic, one more thing. One more thing to help me.
4: Sometimes I need to go to vacation and even in my vacation, <laughs> tests are coming. What to do? So please come aboard in the office. Whatever you need you want to help so that when I go to vacation with my family and also I thank my husband for the patience that he has so that the work goes oh. on and my children god bless you all
1: oh is that is that your husband oh is that the husband ah, I didn't know please husband can you stand oh thank you <laughs> Amen. all right so you see so so it's amazing it's awesome it's very awesome at the end of the message I want you to free out of your heart Just appreciate them for me. Are you getting the point? And then just a way of encouraging. I know this is the first time we are doing this. But there's a first time for everything. I know that it will get better as we go ahead. And there are more people we are going to bring on staff. There are more people we are going to get. I know there are many people who are working outside. we, We haven't just made it official. But gradually, we'll make all those ones official. And then we'll find ways to appreciate all of them. How many of you believe that we have an amazing team here? And they are doing an awesome job. Put your hands together. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Wow. So I need others to work with me. Look at the scripture. So look at it. Community is God's answer. To what? To fatigue. To fatigue. So that we don't get exhausted. We don't get tired. Okay. So community is God's answer to fatigue. Okay, put your hands together for Chief Protocol. The Chief Protocol. He's, yeah, he's, he's trying to organize ourselves very well. No, he also came back. And then he said, No, Pastor, when I was in Ghana, I was the church, I was in protocol, I was doing, serving all those things. Because before this time, when I have a guest speaker, Pastor will have to go to the airport. Pastor will have to drive and then pick them up. And then they came up. He and Kabuna and some few guys came and said, Pastor, no, 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 don't do that. That is our work, protocol. When we have a guest, I will go. I will pick him. I will take him out. I will do. So, you see, everybody, you need people to work with you. Are you getting the point? All right. Brian came from Uganda. Brian said, Pastor, you know, my gift is, when I was in Uganda, I was supporting the pastor. I was carrying the pastor's back. I said, okay, you are a recruit to the protocol. (laughs) You know, so we need each other. Look, seriously, you know why? Because that is God's answer to tiredness. That is God's answer to stress. That is God's answer to depression. So that Pastor 2 will be fresh. And every Sunday morning, you can hear powerful words. Like you are hearing. Because if I'm preaching and I'm yawning, you'll be sleepy. Look at the reverse effect. Don't get tired. Work with somebody. Can I hear amen? So every time we get a chance. Look at the Bible. Every time we get a chance, let us work for the benefit of all. Starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. Okay, that is why we have to make sure that as we work together, we become very open, we become very transparent, we become very honest. We, we need people to work with us. And there are so many people who are doing their work. You know, the awesome and amazing work that Pastor Richard is doing on Tuesdays, like Tuesday mornings. He comes, last Tuesday I wasn't there. Sometimes, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, the Lord will speak to me and say, okay, this week, don't go out. This way, stay at home. This time, come this time. So, I don't come. But when I don't come, the service go, goes on. Like Tuesday service was an amazing service this current Tuesday. You know, so, Pastor cannot do it alone. Sunday school teachers wake up, study the book, and come, and, and then they come, and the teachers are not there. Oh, the teachers are there, but the students are not there. What kind of school is that? Because I rather thought the teachers would rather not be there. You know, so the students will be craving to learn, to grow. You know, there are so many people doing the work together. I cannot do it. So when we get up, let's do it. Let's move in on. Number 03. Are you sure? Okay, so I need others to watch for me. Watch for me. Friends, we need others to watch for us. We need people to watch for us. That's why two is better than one. You need others to watch for you. So that when you are going wrong, somebody can draw your attention and say, look, my brother, the way you spoke is no good. It means, let me, leave me, let me talk my mind to the person. That is chi English. No, but somebody will be there and say, No, it's not good, it's not nice. We don't talk like that. We don't do things like that. We need each other to watch for us. (laughs) No, sometimes uh, in Akan we say that the (laughs) ultra O nimse. Yeah. So you need somebody to watch for you. And that's why sometimes, men, you need your wives to watch for you. Sometimes you know, you go out, you go, you do, you bring friends and female friends, and your wife will look at your female friends and say, be careful, though. And I so, said, Oh, dear, oh, dear, what? oh, you, your mind, what do you think? There's nothing inside. Before you realize. No, there's nothing inside, though, but something has come inside. Now, look at it. I need others to watch out for me. Let them watch out for you. Look at the scripture. Look out for another's interest, not just your own. Philippians 2, four. look at it. It says, be, keep being concerned about each other as the Lord's followers should. So if we are the Lord's followers, we should keep watch over each other. We should show deep love, intimate concern for each other. It says, look at it, Ecclesiastes 4.12, the Bible says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. We can conquer. No matter how high the mountain is, we can conquer. No matter how difficult the problem is, we can go through. If your neighbor is sitting by you, hold the hand and squeeze the hand. Say, Pastor says I should squeeze your hand. Amen. Yeah, Pastor Thompson, Pastor Thompson says, I can't, just, I can't just squeeze the hand. I can put a hand in my armpit. So I said, okay. Yeah. Yes, your wife. Feel free. You know because you need. We need people to watch out for us. Amen. Tell your friend, please watch out for me because I need it. Watch out for me. Amen. And so when people when people also draw your attention to things, they are watching out for you. When people are watching out for you, you to be humble and receive it. Are you getting my point? Yeah, sometimes people will come and say, oh, pastor, the way you said this, the way you did this. I say, okay, thank you very much. I won't do it next time. Yeah, pastors too are human beings. I know there are some pastors, they are spirits. Me, I've told you already, don't take me to be a spirit. I am a child of God, full of the spirit. Respect the anointing. Your life will never be the same. Don't take the anointing for granted. Are you getting the point? Okay, so look at it. Community is God's answer to defeat. You know, temptations are all around us. But the reason God has brought us together as a community is so that we will conquer. We will never be defeated. So even when you are down, somebody will call you and say, Sister, it's been a while. It's been a long time. How are you doing? And then you start sharing and pouring your heart. And then the person will encourage you. So let's all be encouragers. Amen. Let's watch out for one another. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you sure? The Bible says if one person falls, another can reach out and help. But people who are alone when they fall are in real trouble. No, church. We don't have to allow any member to be in a real trouble. It shouldn't. The Bible says that in the church that the manifold wisdom of God shall be revealed. I've told you, God has a physical family, the spiritual family. Sometimes, the physical family can break up. The physical family, people can fight, do all those all sorts of things. Unfortunately, for the spiritual, the spiritual family, instead of the spiritual family being an example, we have given ourselves room for the devil to infiltrate and then to destroy all of us. That's why in our, proclam- in our declaration, we declare that we will build living world in unity. Build our family in unity. Build this country in unity. Because in unity, we stand. Can I hear amen? Aisha, you, sure? you want me to go on or just end it? Okay, so number four. We are getting deeper. I need others to wait and weep with me. Friends, huh. sometimes you go through things and you need somebody's shoulder to weep on. Sometimes you go through challenging times, you just need somebody to just be there. And just be there. The person will just be there, not talking. Just be there. Just be there. Just be there there for you. Now we need each other. Why do we need each other? Because we need each other to wait and weep with us. Because in life, sometimes there are painful things we go through. The accounts will say that. Uh huh. Why well, is say? Well, you, then you became like you become like the wise, the tenth, the wise virgins, because you don't stand and laugh. Hey, look, the house, his house is burning. You know, sometimes when you watch the news and you see that there's fire here, fire there, there's straight away you have to wake up and make sure your fire alarm, everything is work change the batteries because there are little little things you need to do to help you secure yourself. We need each other. We need each other. In Africa, Proverbs, sometimes they say, "Oh, uh, man, it means man does not cry." And there we are killing our men. (laughs) Yeah, because they say man does not not cry. No, a man should cry on her wife's shoulders. Yeah, that's why for men we are all babies. From the you are a baby till the time you die, you are a baby. (laughs) That is how God created men. Why, why is it that men don't like it? And we come out and we are like, we are tough, we are strong. Yeah, when you come out, be tough, be strong. When you go home, be humble, be meek and mild. Gentle Jesus, meek and mild. <laughs> Can I hear amen? Because we need each other to wait and then to weep with. Can I hear amen? You still love your pastor? Are you sure? Because it, the word, it will come straight to. Look at it, He said, you should, you should be like one big family, full of sympathy towards each other. First Peter 3, 8a, in the Living Bible. The Bible says, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member suffers, we all suffer. So look at it, community is God's answer to despair. It is God's answer. You can write as many that you want. It is God's answer to despair. That is the the main word. But you can realize it is God's answer for discouragement. It is God's answer for for, for depression. It is God's answer for disasters. When disasters occur, you need people around you to rally around you, to hold your hands, to encourage you, to support you, to stand with you, to weep with you. And the African culture, the Ghanaian culture is one of the best where you find people taking care of their fellow people. Uh, today at the at Sankofa, you, you hear of people, people have passed away. The, this past week, there have been some tragic passing aways, you know, passing aways. One of our brother, Albert, stayed, the guy he stays with, who gave him a house, that guy just died, 60 something years. That guy just died, you know, so people have to stand. Mama, mommy couldn't do the other uh, Roman Catholic Church. Just passed away. And the told us on Tuesday when we came for the prayer. You know, that there are people in the community. As a church, God has placed us here for the city. He has placed us here for the city. It's not just for us. So let's lift up our eyes. Let's look around. Let's see wherever we can be a blessing to the people. And then let's be a blessing. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible says, "Be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep." Romans chapter twelve, verse fifteen. The Bible says, "Encourage each other and strengthen one another." First Thessalonians chapter five and verse eleven. Let's pick up the last one and then we will close because some of you you want to go home. <laughs> Amen. So we need. So I need. I need others to work with me. That's not the only one. I need others to work with me. I also need others to watch. Okay, watch out for me and I need others to wait and weep. But that's not the only one. The last one is that I need others to witness with me. The Bible says when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you shall be my witnesses. We need others to witness with me. When Jesus came into this world, the first thing he did after the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit was that he gathered 12 people around him. He formed a small group. Out of the 12, he got three. Where he went into deeper places with. Out of the 12, he had the 70. When he was living, he had 500. But out of the 500, he got 120. And then the disciples also continued. So remember in the Bible, they met from, from from the temple courts according to Acts chapter 2 from about 30 to 47 they met in the temple courts not in the temple temple courts so they met in the temple courts those of you who will be traveling with us to jerusalem you will see the temple courts and then you will see how big and huge they are so they're meeting in the temple courts and then they met from house to house from house to house it was the house-to-house house where effective fellowship was, where the kid the needs the poverty that was prevailing in the church. We need each other, friends. We need each other to witness with. You know, in Canada especially, if you go out alone to witness, it is very difficult. That is why these 40 days, as we launch out, in your small groups, want to encourage you, want to encourage you to go out there together because you are better together. Are you excited this morning? are you sure god has giving us the, the keys to prevailing okay let's read the scripture there under under the first scripture in john thirteen thirty-five. ready let's all go your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples your love for one another will prove to the world in other words Jesus wants us as a church to prove to the world that we are his disciples. The way to do it is for us to love each other. Now, we love each other so much that people will come into the church and wonder what kind of people we are. Because the kind of love we love is manifest is being revealed through the love that we have for God. But this is living word. That's our DNA. Our, Our DNA is love. Love God. Love people. Love them the way they are. Live the word and use your gift to reach the world. That is who we are. That is why God has brought us here. That is our vision. Who is a liver? In other words, who is a living word member? A living word member is a person who, who is connected to us in spirit, body, and soul. And then loving God. He loves God so much with all his heart, his mind, his soul, his strength, his body. He loves people the way they are. And then he's living practically the word of God. And is using his gift to reach out in his community. He's known not only in church, but you are known because you are the church outside there. Look at somebody's verse and tell him you are the church outside there. Can I hear amen? I, 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 I love it. Now listen, can, can I preach small? Okay, let me finish. Look at the scripture, 2 Timothy 1:7. The Bible says the Holy Spirit doesn't want you to be afraid of people, but to be wise and strong and to love them and enjoy being with them. This is the intent of the Holy Spirit. Look at it. So what is it? So any time fear comes into your heart, God's, God's answer to fear is community. Community. You know how many of you back home? Not yeah. Even some people even here in Canada in Canada have gone to the cemeteries at night. How many of you have been to any of the cemeteries in Canada, or you are driving through a cemetery at night and you are alone in the in the car? What goes on in your mind? Hey, what if some uh, ghost, you know, what, you know, so you are not, but what if you are driving on that same road with somebody at the front or people in the car with you? Yeah, confident that, if that, even, that thought even doesn't come. God's answer to fear is community. You know, sometimes you, you want to do something. You look at it and it's like, it's very difficult. Like you want to buy a house. And everybody around you will tell you, ah, these days it's very hard, Papa. It's very expensive Papa. You cannot buy it. And then you come to church and you talk to pastor and pastor will tell you, hey, everybody says you can't. God says you can't. We can do it. It is doable. Others are doing it. All things are possible to them that believe. Encourage yourself. Push on. Don't rush. It's one step at a time. You can do it. Encourage. You get people come and they are sick. And the doctors will tell them, you're going to die. And then we agree and say, hey, you won't die before your time. You will arise. You will be healed. And we pray, and we fast, and we seek the face of God, and God intervenes, and God visits, and God opens the door. Friends, we need God's answer to fear. is the community. is the, the, the body of believers. Sometimes it's sad. We judge ourselves based on our weaknesses. Based on our past. The past that God has even forgiven them. That's what we judge them on. But from today, begin to judge one another. On who God says they are. Can I remind you? The Bible says God has created your friend who is sitting by you. Even though you know his name. Like say Billy or Comfort or Mary or LDK. The Bible says those who are sitting by you. They have been created in the image of God. So, judge them by the image in which they have been created. And not by their small, small, little, little mistakes. We are better together. Look at somebody and say, We are better together. No matter my weakness, you need me. You need some cash for food today as a person. Let's be on our feet. Lift up your voice and thank God. <laughs> Bless the name of the Lord. Yeah. Why, Billy, <laughs> I think Billy, Billy was trying to say, Okay, Anita, I'm going to give you lunch. <laughs> oh, I see. It's the other way around? So Anita is going to buy Billy lunch. Oh, put your hands together for Anita. Amen. This is practicing the word of God. Are you excited? You are in the church today. Are you happy you came to church today? Now, friends, this is serious business. That's the way God made it. We need each other. So make sure you don't stand alone. Make sure you get connected to a small group. Make sure you are part of a small group. Make sure you have a friend. Make sure you have somebody that you can stand with. No, you cannot share everything with me, the pastor. True. There are so many things I don't know. So if I behave like I know everybody's problem, I am a liar. In fact, I can't know, I won't know. Because there are some people, they will never let pastor know. yeah because some of you you say oh pastor his work is too much and what so pastor would never know but your friend okay your friend
0: thank you for your time We pray that this message will continue to be a blessing in your life. Please visit us at livingwordag.org or whenever you are in the greater Toronto area, Ontario, Canada. This podcast is made possible through your generous donations. God bless you and keep you. Join us again soon.